All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Episode of the Real Life Podcast coming to you from a sweltering little brick in the center of the action in the River Valley of Edmonton. You got your boy, the Squire. You got your boy, Bag Milk. You got your boy, Wanye. All brought to you by our friends at Rig Hand Distilleries. Good, good friends at Rig Hand making that hooch. I had myself some Nation Vodka on the weekend. Go ahead. Delicious. What'd you make? Vodka soda. Of the course. I drink. I drink. Of course. Until I'm dead, said the doctor. It's good for you, I think. It's very good for you. Hydrating. It's a little oh, lime. Check great. keeps a kidney in check. I like to see my own name on a vodka bottle. Now I understand how Smirnoff felt. <laughs> I had a good run of uh, Nation Vodka in the Moscow Mule form this weekend. What's yes. in a Moscow Mule? Oh, a man, mule, so good. No part yeah, mule. Yeah, mule blood. Uh, no, river, it's water uh, from the Volga River. <laughs> the Volga, yeah, yeah. It's um, ginger beer. Essentially, it's ginger beer and vodka and some simple syrup. Uh, it's like a, and some lime. Uh, it's like a, it's, it's it served in a, a copper cup, come that copper cup Always. and it does never, it, it never gets warm. That cup stays cold for hours. 
Sounds magic like of it's the most refreshing when it's 28 degrees and you're outside. It's the most crushable cocktail going. We were making yesterday at the Castle Milk, we were making with Nation Vodka. We were doing vodka mojitos. Delicious. Yeah, yeah. See, look at this Nation Vodka. It's so multi-purpose. Mm-hmm. I also hit a referee with the empty bottle afterwards. You have to. He a lot of weight on by. those things. Well, uh, you've, you don't want to go watch children soccer drunk. That's your business. But that's the only way I know how to watch <laughs> the neighborhood children play. And how one is on the lamb for murder? I'm on the lamb for a bottling, yes. Uh, Speaking of drinks, uh, I think we should just get the elephant out of the room. Out of the room. Five minutes to air, I decided, Jay, to give your laptop a bath with a sticky, sticky yellow drink accidentally by knocking it on your keyboard. My keyboard is well hydrated at the moment. Question, bag milk. Yes. If you spill spilly, sticky drinks on a keyboard, does the computer function the same? As long as you put it in rice. From what I've learned, everything goes in rice. Everything. And it's better. Yeah. Stickiness is what I'm worried about. I'm going to have jammed keys. You're going to be three pages of the letter T on your next email. Let's see what what the fine (laughs) geniuses at the Mac store can uh, do to unlodge this. I've got some tips. You think it's going to go to that? Oh, who knows? We'll see. I've got some tips. Wipe it down. I don't know what else to do. Damn it. All the sticky keyboard tips. You idiot. If you've got one, you perverts, (laughs) tweet at us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, if you've stickified your key. I have a laptop at home that I got that was new that got me arrested at the border, but that was a different podcast. I can't use it because the letter T key doesn't work. <laughs> you know how often you need the letter T? Anybody? Yeah. There's got to be a language that doesn't have the letter T. You should just like go all in on or it. Well, that could be my thing. I never yeah. use the letter T. Yeah. yeah. Purposely avoid T? Yeah. There's I'd a like T that. in Euler's Nation, though. So like at the, its most fundamental level, I require the, level t- the letter yeah, T. Yeah, maybe you can repurpose a J or something. Yeah, like uh, you could be like a rapper and just spell it different. C or like yeah, a C get, get I O N. Yeah, or the S H. Oh yeah. Get the proper sound in there, the sh or the C H. Yeah. The nation. So if anyone's getting emails Sean? from me and they're gibberish, <laughs> it's because I don't have a letter T. Yeah, sorry, wait, Tony. Wait until you get or an email from Jay though. Yeah, He's a thousand Choney. times worse. He can't Shout out anything. to Choney. Yeah. You could dictate to me your emails and I could send them out as faxes. Oh. Excellent. I would do that until your computer's back on board. I just don't get how people still operate in the land of fax. Yes. Like it's only the government and Walmart or something like it's you're trying to do some oh please fax that to me like I think they do that knowingly that no one does that anymore and just to show some power of control over the people I want to change the date on my mortgage the the date the payment comes out and they offered me fax as an option and I said can I email that and they said of course however at my former employer where I used to work before the nation no email all changes had to come in via fax and people would get angry about it because, as you mentioned, where the fuck do you find a fax machine? The yeah. past. Yeah, you got to go to Staples Prison. or something. Oh, and same with CRA or any kind of government agency. It's oh, I can tell you where to find a fax machine. The dump. Yes. All the fax machines are uh, in Or a dump. museum. Yes, a museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, the NHL. the NHL still does their trades via fax. Dan is saying behind us. Of course they do. I remember one time I worked as a summer student in an accounting office. I think I was like 16. And they kept getting spam. faxes so what i did was i took a black piece of paper and wrote stop faxing us in whiteout on it oh that's ballsy because that takes a lot of toner when you send that (laughs) shit back they're like down half a toner card it worked like a hot damn oh yeah and that is why i'm still working at that accounting firm Mm -hmm. to this day because i was so knowledgeable and helpful i like that that is like that's a very solid retort the the boss of the company said Good for you, son. You're a real go-getter. You know it, old man. Well, boys, I'll tell you what. 
A lot of stuff has happened in this past week with our good friends, the Edmonton Oilers, and the rest of the National Hockey League. They had an entry draft, and despite the fact for the first time in 32 years, the nation didn't have a draft party. Yes. Which I thought was wise, because I think at this point, any superstitions at all we can invoke to try and end this disastrous run is important. Things you don't do, you should do. Things you do do, you shouldn't do. So we didn't have a draft party. And it was also interesting because I'm, I'm blogging the draft on Friday night. We were at pick three or four or something, and all I could think of was, holy shit, does it always take this long? <laughs> I'm always wasted <laughs> yeah, by now. Exactly. Yeah. Took forever. First round, what was it, like four hours or something like that? Yeah, they drag it out. Rounds two through seven on Saturday morning, whipped through. Yeah. The best. The best. Yeah. Loved it. I got some tweets from people being like, hey, what the hell? Why isn't there a party? I was like, you can go down to the pint. Like, they're showing it. They're like, no. Well, if everybody's not going to be there. Well, we'll promise that we'll have a uh, epic season launch party because we'll have some pent-up uh, party energy, and our hopes will be through the roof as they are come October. Oh, my October hopes? Those yeah. are my favorite hopes. Yeah, Yamamoto's going to make the squad. Of course Pulley he with 50 goals. Easily. Bouchard's making the lineup. Fucking kid looks 40. Yeah, he's already eight years older than the Nuge. 100%. How much longer does he need to be seasoned? Yeah. What? Yeah, like whose birth certificate did he use to get into this draft? You know what I also think we'll do for a party is probably a playoff party. I think we got to, when we're looking towards next year, I think we got to have the expectation that we're going to be in the dance, boys. Yeah, lock it down. April 11th uh, at the Pint, we're going to have a playoff kickoff party. I missed them this year. Oh, oh you missed the playoffs? So Just did the like oil. The I- Bazing, Dan, standing ovation. <laughs> Just the Fuck. idea that every two days we all got together, we were all at the Pint, we drank way too much despite it being a school night, and then we made it back into work the next morning with tales to tell. I liked it. I so missed you, it. You're telling me, given your druthers, you'd prefer to have playoffs than not have the playoffs? Well, there I was split on it. Because at first I was thinking, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I really want to get drunk every two days. Of course. And the answer is, now that it's over, I really want to get drunk every two days. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's a great time. Alcoholism is a laughing matter. Absolutely. Particularly when the playoffs are involved. <laughs> So we go back to the draft. There's a few things here that jump off my page to me. First of all, our boy Evan Bouchard, the Bouche, La Bouche. La Bouche, yeah. Of 1990s fame, Be My Lover, if you remember that song. Oh, yeah. Got yeah, a lot of Great wow. jam. Great yeah. jam. Great jam. Yeah. But this little bastard is supposed to go fourth overall. I shouldn't say little. Not so little. He's 60. 42 years old. Yeah, he's yeah. thick. He's older than the Nuge. 100%. He's one of those man kids. I hope he can take Nuge under his wing. Yeah, show him the way the world goes. Strap him to his chest in one of those carriers, something like that. When the Nuge turns 21, he can take him drinking. Mm -hmm. Why was he sitting around at 10th, boys? What was happening? It was a weird draft. I thought he was going to go 4th. It was a really weird draft. There was teams that went way off the board. Like When the Coyotes picked Hayton at 5, I was like, whoa, fuck. He's ranked mid-first round. Supposedly going to be a good player. Hold on. Supposedly? Supposedly? What did I say? No. Supposedly. Supposedly? Supposedly. Yeah, no. Sure. Supposedly. Supposedly? This is what happens when you don't have a T on your keyboard. See? Oh, you Can't don't talk. Have a, oh, that makes sense. Right? I don't have a uh, D on my keyboard. Supposedly. <laughs> you don't have a D. That's, That's right. my sex tape. Uh-huh. <laughs> or is that all the D you've got? <laughs> <laughs> Lowercase D. So he went fifth. Nobody expected it. He was supposedly ranked in the mid-first round. Mm. And then right before the Oilers, the Rangers went way off the fucking board with Kravstov. And then the Oilers were looking at the pick of the litter of the three guys they wanted in Bouchard, Dobson, and Wallstrom. So it was almost a problem of having too much choice. Yeah, they were all supposed to be gone before they even got Way to Way gone. Because even uh, Montreal with uh, Jesper Kukikaka. Yeah, yep, Kukalaka. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Sorry, Larvin, and I didn't mean to. Put okay, you don't have language. a keyboard to look that up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor guy. But uh, yeah, so there's a few, I, I, like that. I got a bunch of people went off. So like, it's this was a good draft for us because like the the we were targeting defense. Like that was our need, especially right shot defense. And they just kind of just kept sliding down, saying, "Come to Peter." I was talking to Dusty all weekend. We had uh, Dusty Nielsen down in Dallas covering the draft for us, and he was telling me all weekend, he's like, I don't know, man. I've just got a feeling one of those guys is going to be sitting for them. No matter who it is, the Oilers are going to get lucky and they're going to get a great player at 10. Right after they pick Bouchard at 10, Dusty texts me. He's just like, never would have expected all three. Not in a million years to still be there. And I think, according, if you take Shirelli at his word, um, Bouchard was very highly ranked on their list. Kiprio said they were going to trade up to get him. Friedman said the same thing. And then all of a sudden he just landed in their lap at 10. Gotta like that. I'm pumped. Uh, like, you know, the the squad here at The Nation wrote a lot of content this month. A lot of content. Talking about who's available in the top 15. Uh, and I, I, I will admit I was excited about... I was excited about Dobson. I was excited about Bouchard. And more excited about Dob- or, uh, Bouchard because he lit the O up. First London Knight to ever lead his team in scoring. He was fifth in the OHL. Hold in on, scoring. hold on. First London Knight to lead his own team in scoring. As yeah, defenseman. as a defenseman. Oh, as a defenseman. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody eight... would lead. <laughs> yeah, he had eighty-seven points. Supposedly, yeah. supposedly, he is the number one London. So he is the first London Knight defenseman to lead the team. In scoring. That's right. And isn't yeah. he like just mad big clapper from the point? Yeah, he's got a cannon. He's, he's got big smoke. He's tall. He's he's six two. He's already one ninety six. So he's like already got like his 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 weight on him, and probably will put on a little bit more. He's supposed to be a decent skater, an amazing passer. Um, so right shot, my right guy is right shot. Yeah. Yep. So this is a guy who was probably the most NHL ready of the, of the three you could choose who obviously had a massive year. So I think there's a lot of, uh, I guess you don't necessarily have to say upside. I think it's already there. And I think we might be surprised this year in camp as a deliriously optimistic or this fan in the off season that maybe he can crack the lineup. I think he should. I don't think that we, a man that old doesn't have much time left. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think putting him down in the A for four or five years is the move. And we should we should mix things up as uh, as 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 Oilers management. We should rush a defenseman finally. Yeah, let's just say hey, it'd be nice. Yeah, you don't need seasoning. No, we're just gonna brush you right in here. Rush forwards. Now it's time for D. Everybody didn't work for Nurse. Worked for the Edmonton Rush. Mm -hmm. We're the real Edmonton Rush. Didn't work for Justin Schultz. What are you talking about? He left and was amazing. <laughs> Not for us. Well, no. We rushed him to number one D high. Oh, yeah. High expectation guy. Of course. When a guy picks you over all the other teams, you oh. got to take him straight to the front just, of the line. Have like you ever the... played in the NHL before, sir? No. You're a first line center. Yeah. Or a first line uh, defenseman. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Who scored like a center? Yes. In the A. Yes. So then they all go down and they pick up Olivier Rodriguez. Olivier Rodriguez, and before that, Ryan McLeod. Well, fuck that guy. No, 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 fuck that guy. Oh, fuck that guy. Ryan McLeod, was, he was slotted in the mid-first round, mid to late first yeah. round for everybody. So yeah. the fact that he slid to 40 and the Oilers grabbed him, that's good juice. Wow, what is he? What is he, right winger? No, he's no, a centerman. He's a center, but he can play the wing. He's big, and he's supposed to be a phenomenal skater. Yeah, and he's like two, uh, two bills already. He's 200 pounds. Yeah. What's his last name? Uh, McLeod. He's got a brother in the NHL already, Michael McLeod. Is he related to Joanne McLeod? I hope so. Remember, her, keep she, fit, have fun. Now, her and Hal got together, right? Like, I think so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I saw a documentary. They, those, there's some real fit genes there. Oh, so fuck yeah. this this totally would correlate why he's skating so well. So it's hard not to. 
put the two together and assume that they are family. And Joanne McLeod is my off the board secret uh, celebrity crush. Always wow. has been. Oh, off the board Jeez, secret celebrity crush. She was crush. old when we were young. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Wow. She like a fine wine, vintage. I like it. You're Good a complicated for you, man, Bagel. Well, job. Good there's job, a, There's a lot of things going on upstairs. You're like a Rubik's Cube wrapped in a puzzle behind a locked box. I was always like that with Annette Benning. if we're going to bring this topic oh, up. Oh, she's a looker. Yeah. Mm. Well, Warren Beatty, uh, well, she landed Warren Beatty, and that guy did not settle down for no one. Exactly. And I assume the same could be said for old Hal. Well, <laughs> when you're Hal Johnson and you got a lot. I, I saw a documentary recently where they went to their house and talked to them, and they were like, hadn't changed like they look fantastic of course you don't make a career on getting fit and having fun and not and get old and shitty did they ever fi- they were fit but did you ever really have fun watching body break well for them fun i assume means a nice glass of lemon water yeah, and a burpee yeah yeah you know well if All you right. can find fitness fun you'll be jacked for life 100%. all right so the, that's the challenge that's true so the others draft joanne mcclav whatever <laughs> what i'm jacked about <laughs> Is this guy Olivier Rodriguez, highest-ranked goalie in the draft? It's been a while since the others have done that. They also went out and got a very well-named Hayden Hockey, the, which is the best. Why are you making that face? Did I say that wrong? No, Hayden. not Hayden Hockey. No. They traded a fifth in next year's draft to get Hayden Hockey. But if skill is based on your last name, Hayden Hockey. Very good. It's, it's a lock. It was a, yeah, it was a yeah. name of destiny. Exactly. Destiny It'd be weird if he played his sister. Yes. <laughs> It'd be weird if Hayden Hockey played soccer. Now everyone's tripping because they're like, oh, his dad's a goalie coach for the Oilers or a goalie consultant. This is Olivier. Yeah, Rodriguez. Yeah, Rodriguez, not Hayden Hockey. And they said, that's bullshit. That's like the time they named Ty Gretzky head coach. I think <laughs> in this instance, because he's a high-ranked prospect, this actually isn't a bad pick at all. And the fact that his dad was around, you know, who cares? It's like Keegan Lowe, who, if you don't watch what's happening on the ice much, he is rebuilding the Oilers' defensive core at a prodigious pace. <laughs> he is probably set to supplant Connor as captain next year. And that has everything to do with his dad knowing everything about winning. That's right. So if the goalie consultant and Kevin Lowe can get together and strong arm their children into the organization, I, for one, think this is a great idea. I like it because two picks later, I, I think it was the Coyotes, they went and took the next available goaltender. So he wasn't going to be there by the time the Oilers' next pick rolled around at 71. If you want your guy, sometimes you got you to gotta shoot. Shoot or shoot. It's, yeah, no, I, I, I best goalie available in the draft, I, I don't think that's a bad move. But they've, and, I'm, and, not, and, I'm, and what I'm about to say is, is not a bad or negative statement. But now, like, We've got a lot of goddamn goalies. Well, this is my question. With Skinner, hockey. Who Skinner Rodriguez, could be like the next legit, big thing. Yeah. Is after, I don't even know when the last time the cupboard wasn't bare in the Oilers. Go- I'm thinking back to the Delorier days when he's playing for the Iowa Stars and they had him being an usher. Yeah. We haven't drafted well at the goalie position for no. a long time. Or well, because they, the they take a lot of reach. I looked back at goalies uh, on the nation a couple of weeks ago. They take a lot of picks in like the fifth, sixth round. They don't go for the highly touted guys. This was the highly, highly touted guy on everybody's list. You know who else was a highly touted goalie? Go ahead. Rick DiPietro. Uh-huh. And that worked great. After still... the break, we'll come back and talk about how Rick DiPietro, if he had a dad in the Oilers organization, would be the answer. We're back after this, the Real Life Podcast. SumoJerky.com. You've been through the gas station. You've seen all the flavors, teriyaki, black pepper, 
maybe extra hot, sweet chili. That's about as exotic as it gets. But if you subscribe to Sumo Jerky at sumojerky.com, check them out online, enter your preferences. They source out the finest small batch handcrafted ma and pa jerky from all over the world. They have all your favorite flavors, but it's high quality handcrafted versions of your favorite flavors, and they get exotic as well. Exotic jerky from exotic animals or play it straight and stick with beef. Enter your preferences at sumojerky.com. It shows up once a month. Deliver it as a gift if you like. Have it sent to your work for a little pick-me-up during the day. Sumojerky.com. Follow them on Instagram at sumojerky for pictures of their meat. Or sign up for the service yourself, sumojerky.com. Once a month, meat delivered right to your door. It's the home delivery service you didn't realize you need until it started showing up. My favorite day of the month is Sumo Jerky Delivery Day. Sumojerky.com to get started. We're back. Real Life Podcast brought to you by our friends at Japa Equipment. (laughs) Middle of the summer, Japa is busy. They got equipment in the field. They have got giant pieces of machinery machining. They've got service technicians out servicing. The whole operation in the summertime is running Full tilt. So nobody is listening to us today at Japa Equipment, or Japa Machinery, rather. Equipment and Machinery. There's two separate, distinct entities. We're going on Thursday, I believe. Is that correct, Are Dan? You? I think we're going Thursday afternoon to drive some big shit around. I'm excited. That is exciting. You'll have to let us know how that goes. Yeah, because I know Indy was driving some stuff. Darn right. My little nephew, three years old, he looked at me the other day and he says to me, I drove a skid steer. I'm like, okay, kids are so funny. You did not drive a skid steer. And his dad, who is at Jaffa, said, of course he did. He isn't a skid steer. And I said, wow, he already has more man cards than I do, and he is three years old. I'm following in Indy's footsteps. I am also going to drive that thing, skid steer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it does, but I'm going to drive it. Jay, you ever drove a skid steer? Uh, no, actually, I have not. I was going to make up a lie and say I have. But you know what? This is a podcast of integrity and honesty. What's yeah. the biggest machine piece of machinery you've ever driven i've driven a gravel truck hmm Wanye? i drove a 1998 honda civic for four or five good years wow Those i drove a combine once a combine oh, cool fuck yeah bird a boy absolutely sick no no one will let me drive anything literally i think indy's allowed to drive a skid steer but i'm not. <laughs> They're like well you know i'd trust him indy's big thing right now and i don't know we're talking about children but he pooped in a toilet the other day and he's very excited he was given a dump truck as a toy as a result between pooping in the toilet and driving a skid steer, for sure he's higher than me on the man list. Mm-hmm. That is that's, remarkable. That's some serious positive reinforcement right there. Yeah, I miss the days when I used to get applause for going poop in the toilet. Well, I told him, you better enjoy this truck, because if you think that you're going to be getting a present every time for the rest of your life, you go to the bathroom in the toilet like a big boy, you're going to be sorely mistaken. But he talks about it as though he's won the Nobel Prize, and he'll tell strangers that he pooped in the toilet, and it's all, it's all very well. As he should. Yeah. Congratulations, Indy. Getting back to the draft... You know what made me sad was that we didn't draft anybody named Kachuk. Yeah, that was a bummer. Him going to Ottawa. Great place point, to end up. Well, no, nothing I, weird's going on there. Nothing no, no. safe. Yeah. But yeah. I wonder if he's like room. the heart transplant that they need, right? Yeah. Well, now if, if, if he's going to be this good player, maybe he's the new guy you build the team around. I don't know if, if he is that talent. but See, I wonder if they send him back for another year of college just to avoid... Yeah. whatever's coming in the next 12 months. Probably wise. Because I just, okay, you get rid of Hoffman. Carlson's still there. You think there's not going to be residual effects still lingering. Anderson wants out. Everybody wants out. Ottawa's a... Melnick's still trying to collect on those $300 Uber bills. It's so amazing to have another team now in the league that no one wants to go to. Ah, isn't it good? Uh, the best. We've got empathy for Ottawa, but they're actually in a worse place than us. Oh, way worse. And like in Elliot Friedman's 31 thoughts today, he actually said that teams that were chasing Hoffman in that trade 
they were going as far back as to speak to Mike Hoffman's girlfriend's college roommates to see like what's going on with her. So they were digging in. Tringling, hello, hi. It's the Ottawa Senators <laughs> calling. Uh huh. Remember when you were in college four years ago with that gal? Uh huh. Could you just give us a little headspace summary of where she's at? Anything weird in the fridge? Head? Yeah. Otherwise, I got to go. With the Patriots on the other line calling about the same person. Click. <laughs> It's going to be a demeaning day for the Ottawa Senator staffer that's given the list of college roommates to call. Yeah, that's those are cold calls you don't want to make. But they got to do your research if you're going to trade for the player. Now, it's it's so weird that they're, they're like it's not weird that they're delving that deep because they want to make sure they're not bringing any cancer into the room. But uh, um, oh shit, what the hell was I going to say? I was reading something while I was talking about this, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Poor guys, keyboards all gummed up. Yeah, sorry, I was, I was reading some, some getting ready for the next topic. It's keyboards all gummed up. But uh, yeah, they're willing to do all this due diligence uh, on Hoffman. But uh, you know what? What the funny thing is is that uh, how Dorian was trying not to trade him in uh, in conference, and then Doug Wilson, who fleeced him for Hoffman, hundred um, percent, also traded back to the division. So. He's also an uh, amazing GM and an asshole trade partner. Yeah. Ray Ferraro was on Gregor's show, and he had a good line about it. He was like, not trading into your own division is like selling groceries, but 25% of the population you refuse from your store. Doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Got to spread it out, especially when you're going to get fleeced. Got fleeced. Sharks turn them around. Mm. Way you go. Oh, I remember now the thing I was going to say. All the research, all the detective work talking about the, the uh, talking to the roommates in college, but... When all this came out, all the wives were like attacking her on yeah. social media. So like, maybe they should also talk to the wives about why you don't, why all the hate, why all the shade. Yeah, there was a lot of shade. You don't normally see all the ex-wives throw someone under the bus like yeah. that. Like, and you know that wives term? It's a delicate ecosystem. If you bring in a uh, loop-de-loop. I remember the first time we went into the wives' room. I think it was in Dallas. Uh, Down in the ba- the bowels yeah, of the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to go into the wa- the wags room, bag milk, because we were friends. We were wags. Yeah, and it was like walking into a Holt Renfrew. Like everyone was just in immaculate condition, wearing the latest styles. Everyone was staring each other down, and I thought to myself, "This is where you want to end up." You yeah, see, like up. I want to see the misses who just rolls in there saying, "Fuck it, I'm wearing sweatpants." Oh yeah. And there are some, right? God like, bless I think them. if you've been around any NHL teams and any of the families and stuff like that, you've got like the seventh defenseman from Kindersley who's brought his hometown gal there. They're generally salt of the earth people. Yep. Then you've got some confused European wags who are over there minting coin but don't quite understand how it all works. And sometimes they're lovely or are hard to deal with because they don't speak English. But then you got the pros, and the pros are there by design. They know what they're doing. They understand the game, and I can see them being super catty. And I think if you got a whole bunch of pros in the room, that could be a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Hoffman's gal's a pro. Oh, who knows? But obviously she's got a uh, other side to her. Allegedly, in allegedly, just very. All of these comments are allegedly just very disruptive, right? Because the senators are trying to figure out what to do with their captain. They're trying to figure out why their attendance is in free fall. They've got an owner who's very unpopular. This is the last thing. Oh, they got an AGM. They got an AGM who's not allowed in the Hilton in Buffalo ever again. Yeah, like this is a lot of shit stacking up on these guys. To make matters worse, it was really, uh, really interesting for them because they had the fourth pick this year, 
But because of the Matt Duchesne trade, they had to forfeit a first-round pick, whether this year or next year. Chances are they're going to be shit next year, and the Colorado Avalanche are going to get a lottery pick. So they had to decide which one they wanted to give them, the known commodity at four this year or whatever happens next year. Mystery box, mystery box. you got to take the mystery you gotta box. you got to take the mystery box. Well, well Brady Kachuk, exactly. <laughs> like, how can you not want that old keith hasn't missed a meal in a while keith is uh he he is eating like he used to when he played he's just not playing and he's still eating yeah. but i heard he doesn't care no why should he oh, exactly yeah. i wouldn't care he's enjoying retirement Fuck rocket it. he worked hard checking account platinum both boys in the show dad manager fees collected 100 <laughs> percent. who cares go eat some more neither i bet you both kachucks at their biggest contract won't make as much combined as daddy o though do you no. know what his numbers are? Daddy made a lot of money. I bet he made it. He's pulling in 10 a year for a long Ooh, time. What? Let's see. That's a big smoke. Long time, I think. All right. Go to NHLnumbers.com. See, I can't spell Keith because there's a T in oh, it. No, that's there's my problem. You, none of your keys work. Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> it's just like a bunch He's of He's gone to jjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjj
This is all U.S. dollars. Stevie Y, yeah. Stevie, uh, Stevie Y was well, sixty-four million. Brett Hall. Brett Hall doesn't even crack the top twenty. Oh, for crying! What out about loud. some of the Ruskies like uh, Sergey Fedorov? Oh, yeah, Fedorov. Uh, no, Fedorov was what? sixty-one million, and he was in twelfth. Oh, for God's sake! People Pavel. are listening here. We got to speed yeah, this yeah, shit up. So higher, I'll, uh, <laughs> I can't believe. Come on, there's one obvious one. Mark Messier. He was always the highest paid player for such a long time. Oh, Yager. Yes. Oh, okay. Ninety-nine point eight million. And that was a hundred years ago. It's by gone. Yes. It's long gone. Yeah, That's so it goes, all gone. Yeah. To to make Pete a long Tong. story short, uh, Yager one, Lidstrom two, ninety-four million. Oh. Joe Sackick oh, three, Matt Sundin. Matt Sundin is in front of Kachuk. There we go. Was the Moose in the top 10? Moose was in the mix at 14 at 59 million. I would have thought he would have made more money than that. But he played, yeah, like it's like yeah, that early like 90 stuff. Like You got Jip, Moose. Yeah, it's more the money they made like 2000 to 2008 that would, uh, you know. Although I'm sure he's doing fine with those Rogers deals and whatever else. And trying to find Connor. Harassing Connor. Yeah. Little Moose. He needs to work. When out. Connor retires, will he be the highest paid player in NHL history? Yes. I hope, yeah, it'll be hard not to. Yeah. Sick. Like he's already like what this this deal is. What was it? It was it's a hundred million dollar deal, right? Yeah, over eight. Yeah, yeah. So then he's gonna have like he could he could potentially be a two million two hundred million dollar lifetime career earnings. Fuck NHL. yes, and every single penny better come from the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club LLP. I assume they're just gonna slap his name on the Stantec building when the first contracts. Yeah, everyone, Connor. Yeah, everyone, yeah. Please buy a unit in the. Uh, residences at the ice district because we need to pay connor for a long time it's funny we can talk about that that's tangentially related to hockey so i'm on the mailing lists because your boy wanye has been giving a lot of thought to moving into the arena district they're walking back all their commitments for cool shit in that building hey oh, i heard really? about i heard about the uh, theater coming out and then what, what else is coming out well so i was like super excited I'm like oh my god you get an oil drop for the number on the door of your apartment i'm in i don't care what it's spent costs then a friend of ours carrie says you wait don't buy anything until you can walk in and take a look at it. Don't buy anything until you know all the amenities, because I'll bet you anything they're going to start walking these things back. And they are. So there's a theater room, promised, gone. Gym, promised, gone. There was a photo they sent me in a sales package which showed two attractive-looking computer-generated people playing pool in a pool room next to a bartender who was working at the bar. He gone. Now there's not a No bartender. sexy robots either. I wonder how it's all going, quite frankly. I wonder how this whole district thing is going on some levels. I mean, when you build something that big and you're looking at four towers, you have to mentally schedule things 10 years out because yep. you're going to build all this capacity. When they built Shanghai, they said, oh, they've built way too many buildings. It's going to take them 50 years to sop it all up. And then they did it in like 10. And it's now a shining light on a hill. If you're going to build an arena district, you've got to have long money pockets where it's going to take three or four years to sop everything up. So I don't necessarily think you throw the panic card now in the air. But I have to wonder if they're starting to trip out a little bit here about condo sales. Well, they need to make it more attractive. It's, it, 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 I just don't think the vision matches the demand at the moment. And I think that's what it is. Because if, for all that stuff, like you're paying for that, right? Like, so like, and that's the other thing they, for me is as concerned. A, they can't quantify the condo fees. How much? But but their condo fees will be massive, massive. Yes, but they can't tell you how massive, and yeah. that's my worry. Is mm. like you move in there, and I'm riding the elevator up and down all day long, hoping to catch a glimpse of Connor, who would be my neighbor. And they're like, "Oh, here's your eleven hundred dollar condo fees, Wanya." And the oh, next thing more. you know, I'm doing a GoFundMe to stay alive. Yeah, <laughs> and I think 
I think that uh, probably has a lot to do with it. So it would kind of support why they're kind of dialing it back. So I bet you that's kind of the feedback is the concerns around what the impending condo fees will be on something like that. It, it conceivably could be more than your mortgage payment if you got all that jazz. Oh, for sure. How much is a unit in there currently? Do you know? Ones that are – so they start at 3 and go to like 1.4. And Kate's has the penthouse and blah, 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 blah. That'd be Connor's penthouse. You give Connor that penthouse. He's got a unit in the building. You give him whichever unit you want. He wants. <laughs> He's got the sub penthouse. One time, me and the squire here bought a condo, and there was a pool in the building. And we were going through the tour, and we're like, oh, a pool. That's cool. We'll go in that thing all the time. And Jay's dad said to us, I don't know, boys, if you really want to be paying for a pool. This is an old condo building. Chances are it isn't going to be the Bellagio pool like you think it is. And we're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Okay. Well, I never went in that pool. Did you? No, because there's some weird people in the building that used it for weird reasons. There was this one guy bag milk, and he always wore a towel in the elevator, and he was super weird. And one time he told us that he cut his thumb to let the devil out. And then another time I got in the <laughs> elevator and he was itching himself. And he goes, oh, I'm so itchy. I can't wait to get into the pool. And I was like, yeah, yep, I'm out. That so, was the day there was no more pool. Yeah, I, I hadn't even gone in until that, that point. Yeah. So, now, what if you move into the ice district and you buy a $1.1 million penthouse and you're going up the elevator and that guy gets in and he goes, oh, I remember you from that other building that way sucked. <laughs> well, it's been seven years and I'm itchier than before. Yeah. Look at his arm. It's just destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Although I take Connor's flakes, probably pool flakes. Why not? Yeah. I will bet him. you dollars to donuts, as we used to say during the Great Depression, that Connor will never put his toned body in the pool at the building. Probably not. Agreed. That'd be amazing if he did, though. I'll tell you what. If I went to the pool, came out, saw Connor sitting beach or, or poolside in his lounging chair, I'd be like, I don't give a fuck what the condo exactly. fees are. And maybe this that's is, what they have to do. This is the be- yeah, Connor McDavid will be appearing at the pool yeah. Thursdays between 12 yeah. and 1. one I assume he's just week. reading some kind of playbook, whatever it is that he reads poolside. All you need to do to sell at the condo district is get Wayne Gretzky, capital partner of the OEG, to stand in traffic with forms saying, would you like to buy a condo? The first car he stops will purchase it. Yeah, It's easy. Very just easy. Get Gretzky selling contos. This guy will move some units. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll get there. They're just trying to find the sweet spot of how to make it all work. And they've got a lot of it to sell. God, I want to live in that building. I'm such a hater. Yeah, I wonder uh, I wonder what vacancy looks like. Because when, when's that? Like, were we still a year out? Two years out? No, I think it's a year out. Like, they're getting pretty... Things starting to soar into the sky. Because I didn't know that one tower is supposed to be essentially double the height it's at now. That's what somebody told me. Yeah, so I think it's starting to. I think I don't think it's double anymore. No, yeah, the one building that isn't capped. I think the one building's fifty story. The other one's seventy five. Yeah, the yeah, seventy five, eighty, something like that. So it'll be half again as tall as the one to the. It's amazing driving. Like I was out of town on the weekend driving around, looking for places to hide bodies, and I was driving back in, and like the skyline when you're driving into Edmonton has changed significantly. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, those those two thing, those two buildings going up are just like ginormous. They're already like twice the height of the next tallest building. Like it's it's insane. Well, well I drive into work all the time. I come down that hill by Saskatchewan Drive, whatever that hill's called. That's one of my favorite views right now. Is looking at the city and how the skyline's changing with a new bridge and all. Yeah, that. yeah going it's across the best. a beautiful bridge. Yeah, Edmonton, come join us. Come see us. It's beautiful now. We've got new it bridges. It always was, but. It's even more beautiful. Well, it's true. And there were some wids and visitors in town last week, and they couldn't get over the difference of how things are changing. I think it's a unpop- It's strangely unpopular to like Daryl Cates. I think Daryl Cates is great. I think that he didn't step in and fix the pa- penalty killing last year, but that's fine. He really is rebuilding Edmonton, man. Like, there's, 
Remember when the arena district was going together and people were like, no, he's going to build one arena and then he's going to put food trucks everywhere and not build anything. And that story of how he stole an arena. The guy's seen through his shit. I remember reading about when this kind of whole thing went through. People were like, well, I don't know how this is going to impact businesses. People are just going to leave the arena and go home. Well, I could, all I could think about was leaving the playoffs last year, walking out the front door and just 18,000 people spilling into downtown doing whatever it is that they want to do. Well, they've got that community revitalization levy, right? And we have to pay that at the pint and the two noodles, correct? Yeah. So we're paying money every month directly to the arena? Who the hell picks that town? The city, I think, picks yeah, that up. city, yeah. I think that we've seen a benefit from the arena going downtown. I know I'm a lot happier. Except for the fact it killed the nation limo. Yeah, Nation Limo going from the Pine just to the downtown arena wasn't quite as... Oh, we man, we need the say. Nation rickshaw. We got to get the oh, Nation Limo back. That's got to be something that we work on for the next year. Because yeah, because we were talking about it for Chris's wedding, how sweet it would have been if we all rolled up in the Nation Limo. <sighs> I miss it. We took Indy, who's now gotten two shout-outs in this podcast, to the water park in the Nation Limo one time. And let me tell you, there was a cousin was with him too, Ben. Ben would have been one, and Indy would have been one. And if you ever want to feel successful, I suggest you roll up to entrance 50 at the mall where you used to get picked up by your parents all the time when you would go on dates in a friggin' limo with babies in tow. That was good living. Interesting Not- you go to that side of the mall. I always went to Bourbon Street. Oh, Dad picked really? me up at Bourbon Street. Oh, entrance 50 all the way. I'm kidding. Was it entrance 50? Yeah. Am I actually right? Yeah. Holy fuck. No, I should know. also say that all those dates are fictional and I wasn't allowed to go to the mall. But <laughs> <laughs> if I did, though, I'll tell you where I would have got dropped off and picked up. Let's take a break. We'll be back after this real life podcast. Your friends, Wanye, Bag Milk, and the Squire. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jabba Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jappamachinery.com. Jabba Machinery Group, join the family. We're back, Real Life Podcast. Brought to you by our friends at sumojerky.com. Sumo Jerky Day delivery day is coming right away, Bag Milk. I look forward to it. Last last month, you know, actually, you know what I'm going to say? Sumo Jerky's got big shoes to fill this month because last month's supply was great. Yeah. Oh, what was it? The mango? The mango habanero. Oh, God. It's delightful. So good. It's good eating. It's an exciting day. It's a great day. When the Sumo Jerky arrives. Great day. It's a new adventure every month. That's every the month. Thing. We've yeah. still got some dipping salts if you're interested. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're looking for a cardiac event. Yeah, if you, you want hypertension, come on I down. tossed a couple of those out, by the way. That's a, Did you? That's a waste. Yeah. My dipping salts. Oh, my dipping salts. So <laughs> speaking of things never changing, uh, <laughs> listeners to the show will recall an early episode where your old pal Wanya was driving down the street listening to Pet Shop Boys super loud. And I got pulled over over by Grant McEwen. And I'm out of light. I haven't been pulled over yet in this story. And I'm listening to Pet Shop Boys very loudly and singing. And I look over and there's a police cruiser next to me. And the two police officers are staring at me as though I was an alien who recently fell to Earth. Then they pulled in behind me, realized my license plate had expired and pulled me over. Now, this happens to them all the time, but this was a fairly rare occurrence for me. And the police officer laughed at me and said, had you not been listening to Pet Shop Boys super loudly, we never would have looked at your plate. (laughs) Fast forward to Thursday, and I went to the airport to pick up Jay's cousin, and I'm driving her back, and she's from Moose Jaw, God-fearing Moose Jaw folk, who think that coming to Alberta is like either going to somewhere between the city and Fifth Element, 
with all the flying cars mm. and a war zone. Like straight up just, they were confused by the traffic circles, which they called uh, loops or roundabouts. No, no, traffic circles. No, no, they had a different roundabout. Ra- oh, roundabouts. Roundabouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, the Commonwealth term. Because Saskatchewan doesn't have those. And so anyways, I pick up Jason. Do they not? No. Wow. Too BC flat. doesn't have them either. No need. Oh, my uncle, my uncle Gary was like petrified to have to drive through them. So I, have to give him, I had to give him routes to my house that av- avoided them. And then later I took him, drove his car and took him through a few. And like, he just had like a billion questions. They're so efficient. Ish. Well, if you know how to use one. Exactly. Yeah. It keep, assumes the population going. knows how to drive. Because yeah. there's that one on like right by Sherbrooke Liquor. Yeah. Friend of the nation, of course. Of course. But they had to put lights on that one. Yeah. Because people were just too fucked. I went, I went to Archbishop McDonald's, right? In the West End of Edmonton. And Archbishop McDonald was right beside a traffic circle. So when I would take my driving lessons, as far as I was concerned, the entire city was traffic circles. Mm-hmm. And I, when I took my driving test, my two big worries was I have to go in a traffic circle and I have to go down Groat Road, which is anyone who knows, it's a very scary road to deal with. So I went and took my test way deep in the West End, thinking that there's no way they're going to do that. And we got in, the guy's like, take me to Groat Road. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> the answer is small towns. Like my driving test, I did it out in Mournville. Yeah. And like it was a 15-minute spin around the town. I did a parallel park behind a single car. There was not another car that I had to go between. It was the best. I had to hill park on a flat surface because there was no hill. (laughs) Pretend it's a hill. Yeah, they just said, okay, now where do you turn your steering wheel as though this was a hill and you're going down? I'm like, okay, sweet. Tires out so that if your car starts to roll, you go into the curb. Yeah, you turn towards the curb on a downhill park. Tires out on an uphill. Oh, oh, sorry. Yes, downhill, uphill. Yes, of course. See, we're we're teaching. There so, anyways, go. I'm rolling down the road, coming back from the airport, and all I want to do is get my passenger home. I don't want any bullshit. I'm a very bad driver to begin with. I take a circuitous route. I'm never. I'm not Siri. Okay, I'm not Google Maps. And I, I'm about. I'm on Calgary Trail or Victory Boulevard, whatever the hell we call it now. And I'm by those weird hotels on the right-hand side and the superstore on the left-hand side. And I look behind me, and I'm like, is that a cop car? Nah. Cop cars don't have white roofs and black sides, which I now know they do. <laughs> and as I say that, the lights come on in this cop car. I have an unregistered plate again. It is a year since the last time this occurred. And it's because <laughs> the government doesn't send you reminders anymore. No, that's why I tweet them out every month. Oh, that's You nice. don't follow my Twitter. That's, sure I do. See? I do the service for the people. That's nice. Twice a month, I say, hey, remember to get your license plates. Can you possibly remember to DM me next year to Mm. change my plates? So the lights come on. I pull over. I'm a man of the law. And the police officer walks up, and it's the exact same police officer from last time. I won't forget him. He's British. And there can't be that many British EPS officers. No West End girls that go in this time. Not this time. It was dead silence because I didn't want to distract myself with the tunes of yesteryear and get myself pulled over. Mm -hmm. So he walks up to the truck and he says, you know, license and registration and the whole thing. And I was like, nope, don't have much of that. Uh, Here's my license, though. You might not remember this. You've already pulled me over. And he goes, oh, did I? I said, yeah, I was listening to Pet Shop Boys over by McEwen University downtown. And I attracted your eye and I had you know, issues and got pulled over. What was the matter with you? I said, you won't believe this, but my license plate wasn't registered. He just sort of looks at me with a mild tone of disgust or <laughs> look of disgust and goes back and gives me his ticket. And he goes, well, I'd tell you to learn your lesson, but you probably won't. And I said, nope. And don't forget, things happen in threes. And then I drove <laughs> off with my ticket. See you in a couple months, sir. Shout That's out right. to the EPS. Man, are they nice. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I, well, I told that story the last time you got pulled over by this friendly policeman. 
they uh, they could have given me a very substantial ticket because I was driving in a bus lane with no insurance and my registration was expired and they only gave me a bus lane. No insurance? Wow. Well, my insurance, I didn't have my card ah, in. Okay. Yeah. That's the one thing I won't screw around with. Mm. If I'm on the road with no one, and luckily it auto renews and they take your money every month, but like if you're riding around Sans insurance, they're going to, isn't like a 5G fine or something? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a big, huge but fine. But it's, it's like, the, they, it can also give you a ticket for not having the pink card in there. Yeah, so he gave me a solid. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. just looked at. He's like, I assume you actually have insurance on this thing. I'm, yes, sir. I automatically renews. I'm very sorry. He's like, okay. <laughs> I actually got uh, in a fender bender two. No, this is probably five, six years ago. And my insurance, I didn't have the right card in my vehicle. Oh, so no. when when the cops came, yeah, I had to go home, take a taxi home because my vehicle had to get towed somewhere, and then cab back to his police station. To show him a copy of valid insurance, or else I would have got whatever that ticket is as well. Wow. Good God. Yeah. Shout out to EPS. You're good people. They are good people. Just yeah. They're just enforcing the law. We take it for granted. I was talking to my development team down in Mexico for my other company today. and You want to know about how crazy things are in other countries and how we, don't take for, we shouldn't take for granted Canadian life. So I'm talking to this lady. Her name's Lucia. She doesn't listen to the show, so it's not a concern. And I said, how's your morning going? And she goes, well... Okay, but I had another extortion call. I'm like, what? An extortion call? What's that all about? When there are elections, the political parties will try and stir up as many problems as they can, like with crimes and stuff like that, and will go so far, the rumors go, as to pay people to commit crimes so that you'll go, I'm not going to vote for those people. I'm going to vote for these other people. So during election period, all these criminals come out of the woodwork and try and extort you. And she says, yeah, it, it's happened to me before. And, like, Lucia's a university professor. She's a very reputable person. There's nothing shady about her whatsoever, except for the fact she works with me. And she said, you get calls from people who will buy lists of credit card applications on the black market. And they'll call you up and they'll say, hey, Jay, how are you doing? Good. Um, you know, I'm calling. And they literally, it's like an outbound sales call. I'm calling from such and such cartel. And they'll identify themselves. Huh. And sometimes they work for the cartel and sometimes they're just scammers. But I know that you're, and this is all a theoretical thing, you're married to Joanne McLeod, and she works at the Body Break Corporation, and we're going to kill her today if you don't send money to us. Bag milk would pay immediately. Well, I'm all uh, the money. You know what? I was thinking even to go back a step, they wouldn't even have to do this with me. They would just have to offer me like a towel or something, and I would write down all my information. Like, how often did you apply for credit cards at Oilers Games? Because I know I got a lot of free stuff. <laughs> huh. A lot of free stuff. So she says. Yeah, like this is like a fairly common thing. And I'm like, that's, that's crazy. Did you call the police? The police? No, what are the police going to do? And I'm thinking to myself, like, if somebody called you up in Edmonton in 2018 and said, hi, Bag Milk, I'm going to kill Mrs. Bag Milk because she worked at the Bag Milk Corporation and I know everything about her, they'd open up like a federal investigation and there would be helicopters landing on your lawn and they would have the whole crime scene roped off. And down there, they're like, huh. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. Politics are so crazy. And she goes, well, yeah, 150 candidates have been murdered in this election. <gasps> oh, my God. 150 man. candidates. And that's just like normal life. Like she probably was she it's just saying normal. It, like it's getting worse. But like, is she just say, telling you this story as though like, oh, we went out for coffee kind of no, thing? No, 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 no. She's very like she's a worldly lady. She spent a lot of time in the States and stuff like that. So she knows that this is like crazy times. But there's apparently like a person running for office in Mexico that's kind of like Hugo Chavez. And he's like, wants to nationalize industries and shit like that. And like all the good folks that I know down in Mexico, and I'm talking to them on a daily basis, they're all like, if this guy gets elected, it's going to get really, really real down here really, really fast. Wow. So the combinations of like Trump closing the border for good or for evil, which I think is bad, but that's neither here nor there. 
plus this guy running for office, plus the general insanity of Mexico. I feel for those folks down there. No kidding. And I'm like, oh, I got pulled over by the police the other day, and the guy gave me a ticket and remembered me from, like, (laughs) man, oh, man, oh, man. Don't take for granted the fact that we live in Canada, which is, without a doubt, the best country in the world. Amen. Yeah, we uh, don't lock up our children here. No. As far as I know. I will not give out my address, but I very rarely lock my door or lock my bike. I bet if I went to my dad, my old man's place right now, his door is unlocked. Yeah. There's no way he's locked his door. Is the world getting crazier or are we just getting older? And Both. now we're starting to realize what's going on. Well, I don't, I'm pretty sure what you just explained to us would be considered crazy. Yeah, that's bad. But is it crazier? Crazy. Right. Well, I don't know how the way it was. Like We've been insulated and kind of living in our own little like safety bubble, if you will, that is Canada. Yeah. Um, so, so like the state stuff too. Like there's a documentary now on Netflix about the Vietnam war, which is really interesting, especially if you don't know any girls, there's like 11 parts to it and they all last an hour and a half. Um, times were crazy as fuck in those days. Holy oh, yeah. moly. There are people riding in the streets much like now and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And like, is it a cycle of like, this is just, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, I don't know. I don't care. And then when you're an adult, all of a sudden you look around, you realize like the world is crazy. I wonder if it's things are actually crazier than they've ever been, or we're just being led to believe they are. I think they're crazier than they've ever been. Cause we're all more connected than we've ever been. News spreads just so quickly that all of a sudden something happens down in Mexico or whatever at the border, and then I know about it two seconds later just because of yeah, Twitter. Or that's whatever. true. 1970, you're not working teleconferencing every day with the Mexican development team. You don't necessarily know what's up down there. Nope. I don't know how we started talking about this. Oh, yeah, the cops. Well, fuck. <laughs> shout out to the EPS. Shout out to the EPS, and shout out to my friends down in Mexico and the entire country of Mexico. It is a wonderful place to be, and I hope to God... Hugo Chavez, too, isn't elected. No kidding. Let's take a break. Scary. We'll be back. Real Life Podcast after this. Alberta is where you find hardworking hands. Where prairie-grown rye meets mountain spring water. Where we pull dragons from the ground. And we choose Rig Hand Distillery. Vodka, whiskey, gin, and more. Rig Hand is made from Alberta-grown ingredients, locally distilled and distributed. It's a bottle of Alberta. Ask for award-winning Righan in your liquor store and visit RighanDistillery.com. We're back, real life podcast. Wanye, Bag Milk, Squire, Righan Distilleries, makers of fine, fine spirits. We thank them every day for mm. their brum and their delicious nation vodka. Thank for thank you for keeping me on a casual buzz yeah. all day long. I'm all telling day. you, Moscow mules on a hot day like today, 28 degrees. Those things in their copper cups. Nation vodka, ginger beer. Can you put me in a copper cup so I don't get hot? Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess that's the key to staying cool. It's starting to get spicy in here too. With <laughs> hold the on, AC hold on. Oh yeah. The key to staying cool is to not be hot. Is to wrap yourself in copper. Copper, copper and blue. That's right. Copper yes. and blue. We're gonna do a new segment this week, Yukon. You'll be happy to hear that we're putting more structure in the show. We're gonna do a Twitter shoutout because we're starting to get more chatter about the show because I think our listenership is up to eight. And talking. Larissa at Craft, Crafty Fox 81 on Twitter tweeted me the other day that she's proud to be one of our six listeners. And I said, isn't that a nice thing to say? And then Getting in on the ground level. For $5 to my own burner account, Crafty Fox 81. Mm-hmm. So shout out to you, Larissa. Thank you for listening to us. Yeah, thanks, Larissa. I've also got something for that came in from Twitter. Uh, we were talking about the experience at Roger's Place. So Ryan, or at Captain underscore Felton, Says, you guys were talking about the lacking fan experience at Roger's Place. What do you guys want? Is it live music, beat eating contest, 
I want to hear your suggestions. Ooh. Throwing it back at us. Oh my! God. We're just the ones that like to throw and make up the problems and just run away. Well, I think about this sort. Of, I think about the Oilers in game experience a lot. Well, you guys have also been to a lot of arenas around the league, so mm-hmm. you've kind of seen what different people are doing. I've got very little experience, although I went to a game in uh, Glendale one time. I went and saw the Coyotes, and I don't remember who they're playing. Doesn't matter. And they had like this little blimp cruising around oh, yeah. in the upper deck and it was dropping, prizes. dropping snacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. More blimp snacks. That's what I say. Yes. Mm-hmm. A squadron of blimps. Exactly. I'd love Deploy to see them. a fleet of blimps dropping delicious treats. Jay, what do you want to see at Rogers? Yeah, so it's let's let's just amp up the vibe. Like let's walk in as if we're walking into a nightclub in the sense maybe not choice of music, but just like let's let's walk into the noise. Let's get people elevated because if the music's loud, that forces the people to have to be louder. So that then creates a buzz. Then in game, they do once in a while some good in game kind of or not in game, um opening uh uh, whatever the fucking opening to the to, to to the game sometimes like especially in playoffs I can get you amped up but like putting some good focus on that and then you know continue with the music and this the level of which it's played uh, in game you know getting away from all the fan shots like here and there it's okay but let's get some more activations going on there that that are that are crowd engaging not maybe not just one individual who answers three questions and sure some people might yell saying no it's a but like something gets the whole crowd involved um so it's like i said it's 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 adding some more production value with the with the intent of trying to get more energy out of the fans so you know, there's there's a lot of ideas, and I'm sure Wani's got a bunch about how you can make that happen. But just look at what Vegas did. Yeah. Yep. And one of the things, actually, I would love to see is you guys talked about it here was when you went down to Nashville that the crowd has cues to join in. Yeah. Regardless, well, depending on what's going on, I love that stuff. Go on YouTube and look at college hockey. They do it right. They've got chants. They've got weird cheers going on, depending what's going on. I love that stuff. It's like deathly quiet. At the library, yeah. and I think we should change that. Yeah, we need we need a we need a power play rant. We need a when we score rant, at least to start, and then you know some things that kind of naturally kind of progress as 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 you kind of build the the fan chant lifestyle. Because like, I'd love to know how it started in Nashville. Nashville is one of the few rinks I think that has anything like that, and they've got a bunch. They've got like three or four things they do in game. And it's always like, like, and that's the thing. Like, they've got an in-game announcer who like is talking half the time. Paul is his name. Yeah, thanks, and they Paul. Th- yeah, and they thank Paul when there's one minute left in the clock. He goes, one minute left in the second period, and the whole crowd goes, thanks, Paul. Let and me that- tell you, Bagmelk, how much that scared me when it happened. Because I'm like, woo, we're living the dream. We're in another city having a beer. And then everybody yelled, thanks, Paul. And then I knocked a yellow drink onto the Squire's keyboard because he had it there, too. <laughs> I was so worked up. I think you're right, Jay. Like, I think that... You have to make it a priority, and it sounds stupid, but it's the entertainment in Oilers Entertainment Group. You've got 16,000 people there glued to whatever content it is you want to throw out. I want to see a way – like, they did a good job with Mac, Mike Maxis's uh, intro video. Yeah, that yep. was a great video. Was I was going to bring that up. But then they played it the entire season. Yeah, that's the thing. They, they do something good, and then they just beat it dead. Right. I like the fact that they now have Johnny Infamous up there spinning the ones sure. and twos, but it's not – tied into the video on the scoreboard 
No, that's true. It's just kind of tunes. Right. I think you got to start thinking about like audio and video as a package. You got to start thinking about visuals, right? Was it, what was the junior team that did the on ice projection? Oh, that was the Halifax Mooseheads. Man, was that awesome. I thought when that technology rolled out and it's like a 3D uh, uh, under the scoreboard projection onto the ice. I don't know if it was just that I hadn't seen it before or whatever, but like the quality of the image on the ice and the 3D perception, it was a mind-blowing opening game. The Oilers do do that now. I don't think it was the same though. Like, remember how they had like the ice starting at one end and cracking, and then the oh, I'm sure they could do that. I think they've got the infrastructure to do that. It's just making maybe better use of it or doing a better job. Well, they've got a fifty million dollar scoreboard, like the uh, the season opener, like the inaugural opener when they had like the oh, that was the tribe, the 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 band around center ice, like that was cool. Yeah, and um, and yeah, so like it's they've got the. They've got the horsepower to do it. It's just now they just need the bandwidth, like the mental creative bandwidth to just keep like knocking that out. Because it's all you have to do is have one person on the case who's got that ability and you just plug it into the machine, design it, and it'll do it. So like instead of doing it 841 games a year, you know, in terms of like the same thing over and over again, let's mix it up a little bit. I even I, remember going to games this in the 90s at Rexall. Where they would splice in highlights with movie clips, and they would have different music things going on that scoreboard, but they completely got away from that at some point, and it just never came back. Remember when they used to have the car racing, and Smitty was in the Thunderbird, and they were all out at Capital <laughs> Raceway revving their engines and shit. That was awesome. It was awesome because it was the players. I remember the production of it was pretty shitty, but but it was still cool. Like yeah, the yeah, rock yeah. was there, right? Yeah, yeah. I think there's a, like. That's cool. So seeing like more Oilers in content stuff and like give me a fucking break with these questions that they ask during training camp that they're trying to roll out his content on the scoreboard in March. Like, and what's your favorite dessert, Darnell Nurse? He's like, <laughs> I don't know. I think it might be flan. Fuck off. Not you, Darnell. Um, but No, Daryl, you eat all the flan you want. Yeah, baby. and flan's good shit. So, But like let's talk about something else Darnell has done recently when he was doing the Dougie at the wedding. Great moves. My friend sent that to my sister. My sister sent that to me. I put it up on the internet. Their views went from 700 to something north of 700. It had been somebody at this wedding that had videotaped him or recorded him. I suppose we don't say videotape in 2018. (laughs) I find the oil. I'm taking that footage and I'm working it into the goal celebration video. Don't give them our ideas, Wanye. Believe me, no one's listening. (laughs) But like, that's the kind of stuff in 2018. Cartman saying, go Kings, go. That is a cheap, cheap thing to get made, mm-hmm. and they paid for it. Well, they in uh, in Washington, we don't see it a lot because we're not there. But this is what I'm told. Uh, you remember road trip? Yeah. And you remember Tom Green's like release the fury? Mitch? Oh yeah. He's talking about the the release of fury is is part of their lexicon for uh, their um, their opener. Yeah. Like, let's get that kind of stuff going on. Let's get, you know, you've done a magnificent job, Bagmilk, of Gretzky dancing in at the Chris Tucker event where he's on stage every time. That's the kind of shit people want. Yeah. Our goal celebration is terrible. Oh, yeah, the song's bad, too. Because they, they were trying to do get their own uh, Chelsea dagger, it feels like. They're just trying way too hard to get their own Chelsea dagger, and it just didn't work. What the hell is Chelsea dagger? That's in Chicago where when they score and everybody uh-huh. goes, do 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 I don't even like that. It, it's t- it's taken. I don't. I just don't like it. I love uh, my favorite one, and t- t- a couple teams do it. Is Anaheim and Philly? They do Pennywise. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, unbelievable! What song would you choose? 
you have a choice that you can think of? Because I've always thought about the intro music. There's a oh, song I think about by the Prodigy. Do you? Because oh. there's a song by the Prodigy called "Invaders Must Die." Yeah. That I thought would be so rad when everybody comes out and the other team comes out and then "Invaders Must Die" must starts playing. Great jam, smasher, make it happen. Outsource it. Right. Rather than saying to yourself, who is the most entertaining local audiovisual company that we can get? Go to like the guys who did the Metallica tour or go to the people who set up the giant ass stage at Electric Carnival Ladyland or the fuck that's called in Vegas where everybody's on the airport and everyone's having a party. Electric Daisyland. Is that it? I don't know. I was, so, all I could think of is Electric Circus. I was massive, like, they should no, no, talk to like much a music. massive EDC and it's in the middle of the desert and they build this giant ass set every year and there's like a thing spinning and another thing whirling and it's phenomenal. Go to those people and be like, we've got 16,500 people, eyes glued to everything. What should we do? What should, remember when the fucking the oil derrick? I remember the first year I was having a little season tickets there and I was a kid and I remember when they rolled up the oil derrick. I, I loved like, it. This this is unbelievable. Yeah. The Oilers I come it. out of it. I loved it until like the last days of it. Yeah, and it I started to look it. hilariously rickety towards the end, yeah, yeah. but that's fine. And they had a few malfunctions, I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I got like... stuck that way. <laughs> or Horkov saved that kid. Remember, it was like going to kind of swing and he grabbed that kid. Yeah. Yeah. That was worth 33 mil. Yeah, Whew. exactly. But like, let's work with that kind of stuff. I think one of the issues with Rogers and all these new arenas is that they are giant ass buildings and they're very hard to make it feel like an intimate experience. Yeah. I might even pipe in cheering. Shh. Why wouldn't you? Oh, it's in, 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 and to be fair, this is a two way street. Like it's like, we also have to get involved as fans. Well, and how start the fuck ranking. are I supposed to get involved? And they keep missing the playoffs every year. And everybody tells you it's, that we it's, suck. It's well, funny yeah. though. It's, it's like, we've got, and it's, and I don't know if it's Canadian culture outside of Montreal. Cause Montreal, they're just ranting and raving throughout the games. But like, we're like, we're, we're like polite fans right but then when playoffs come then we just like you know throw all of our inhibitions to the wind we're just yelling and screaming wow there's like, also the new uh guards at the new arena preventing anybody from yelling i was gonna say gregor's written about it a few times that he's heard stories of ushers telling yeah. people to cool their jets if they're cheering and standing up come on so it's it's a the team needs to create the culture for us to go crazy and support it you know like even if it's like if it's if if we can agree to on like what some chance should be and they put it up like on the bill on the on the screen as to what to say after people will just start kind of 100%. like moss to a flame just like oh yeah I should probably say that shit they I told think me we to all some... yell strong in the notion, in the national anthem oh, I really wish we had like a, a specific word strong you know what pisses me off about Winnipeg strong true fucking north yeah. they're basically <laughs> their latitude is like fucking the same as Sacramento like. True North. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're the North of shit. Yeah. We went to Winnipeg for the Heritage Classic last year, and I've got this video of Chris the intern. It's so funny. His, on his bucket list was to yell out True North during the anthem oh, Chris. in Winnipeg. Sure. And he's got the video of himself doing it, and he loves this video. It's like a cherished, cherished possession to him. And it's so great because you can hear me crack up laughing in the background because it's ridiculous. Can we post it on the socials? Oh, we have, and we will. Okay, yeah, let's put it on Absolutely, the uh, podcast we will. social. I think one of the things we should do, and this is talking out loud, but I suppose all talking is talking out loud, we should start putting more stuff in our articles on the site. Uh, like for, So for this week, we should put up the video of Chris yeah. yelling. Sure. Like a recap article. It's got the videos of whatever we reference. Because we're talking to, about lots of different content yeah. that I think we could easily include in those sure. things, mm -hmm. and it might be a draw. You know what I mean? 
Could be. I should put a link to buy some of the units in the residences. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Let's just make this week's just all the different floor plans of the ice district. Yeah. And recommend to every if it just one person buys on that link and we get our affiliate revenue, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're set. Golden. Yeah. Well, I'll uh, I'll rip that video for sure. So, what was the fellow's name? Felton from Twitter. Uh, Ryan, I think. Shout out to Brian, Dave. Hope that answers your question. Brian, Dave. Yeah, I don't remember what his name oh, was. I lost out it. <laughs> his name was Ryan. At Captain underscore Felton. Yes. Captain I've talked to him Felton. before. I know that guy. Thank but, you. There, buddy. That we encouraged just, some serious debate. Yeah, we should have a real rant. All right, boys. Let's do the best and the worst. UConn, we're not abandoning our structure. The best for me this week, I'll tell you what, was the fact that nothing really happened at the draft. I thought they were going to do a something one for one or this, that, and the other and was like super happy that there was nothing going on. That we talked about it on my way out on Friday. I stopped in to say goodbye and we just said, please don't let the Oilers do anything stupid today. Yeah. And they didn't. Perfect. It's great. That's my best. Yeah, my best is drafting Evan Bouchard. I was excited. He was on my my short list of players I would like to draft and have on the squad and we got him. My best of the week is Dougie Hamilton getting traded out of Calgary because it made the Flames Nation crew really upset. Uh, you know, you just you just can't be a museum goer and be a Calgary Flame at the same time. You got to quit the books, Hamilton. Yeah, exactly. Nerd. Yeah. Stop it with the arts. Focus on the video games. More moxies, less yeah. museums. Stop trying to be a cultured smarty pants. I think that's <laughs> bullshit, quite frankly. <laughs> what, what, go ahead. Oh, really? You think, you think trading away a 50-point-a-year defenseman <laughs> yes. because he likes going to a museum is a bad idea? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you thinking, Calgary? I think, and that's a terrible label to put on whatever the problem was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. I just He's like, reaching. What, what is this thing where guys get traded out and then the second they leave, that's when he gets shit on? Yeah. If these guys had this information in their pocket, that why he didn't likes you museums? say? It? Yeah, why didn't you say it months ago when he was still here and like, oh well, Dougie Hamilton doesn't go to Moxie's dinners with the boys; he goes to museums and try to learn something. I like museums. Who doesn't? Exactly. There's good shit in there. I'll tell you why Dougie Hamilton needed to be traded. You can't call yourself Dougie. At mm. some point, Doug, you gotta drop the. Who's the other one that's got Charlie? There's a somebody else. Charlie there. Coyle. Gotta drop. Charles? I don't know. Charles kind of sounds like a whack name. But <laughs> Doug, for crying out loud. Remember Doug Murray? So here's the thing. His dad's name is Doug. Uh-huh. Dougie's legitimate first name is Dougie. And he's got a brother whose legitimate name is Freddie. Yeah. That stood by elite prospects. Yeah, that stood me up on the one goal, one yard line, if you want to use a football analogy. My worst of the week was our good friend Eric Griba. Grilling with Gribes. My dog, your dog, Bag Milk. I see you on his comments and his Instagram. I was trying to, I was trying to wheel and deal. I thought I could work something out there. It's impressive how you are all over player comments and you are representing the fans admirably. Well done. I think it's stupid, personally, that they bought him out. I agree. It's it was a needless move. That's such. They think, that's like ter- like they think they're doing cap management. He's he's got to stay in the books for two years now, as opposed to one. And he's they- a and, or, and he's also a really good dude. So just have him go down to the miners and have him like. Teach Bear and Jones how to be a pro. Or in the very least, how to grill. Well, exactly. They'll, they'll be well-fed. Yeah, exactly. They'll have team dinners. They could have sent him Not down to Moxies. Bakersfield. No, never <laughs> Moxie's. Unless you want to give us money for this podcast, then always eat at Moxie's. <laughs> I'm eating Moxie's right now if they're paying. If they had sent Griba down to 
the minors, they would have had no cap implications whatsoever because he was making less than a million dollars. It would have been wiped clean from the books after one year. Enjoy Bakersfield. Enjoy California. Instead, they bought him out and added $300,000 to the cap, which I know is not a lot of money, but it's dead space for two years. It just doesn't make sense. Like, unless there's like some crazy, like unless some real reason to keep, because they only have 50 players in a contract. If that one spot that he was holding was very valuable, but they're not close. They've got, I think, exactly. eleven spots. I, that's why I was like, I'm like, unless there's something we don't know that's going to be unfolding, and they need to sign a bunch of guys, uh, new guys, um, then I don't. It, it just doesn't make sense. And like his apology to the fans was so professional. Heartfelt. And he and heart, Oh God, I just I fucking love that guy. Yeah, he's a beauty. Sucks. I know why he got traded or bought out. Go ahead. Because one time the team was in Anaheim. <laughs> And they were all going to go to Ruby's on the beach to Shooby Dooby down to Ruby's to get burgers. It's this restaurant down there. Mm -hmm. And I heard that he went to an art gallery instead. (laughs) Now I know that's false because Gribes doesn't seem like an art gallery kind of guy. You know where he seems like kind of guy? He sat on the patio and had a pint. Yeah. Or he would have snuck away and gone fishing or hunting of some variety and then grilled whatever he caught. Mm -hmm. Or shot with his bow. Loved his bow. Since still loves his bow. Still loves his bow. I, I feel like a guy like Eric Grava is like very cemented in non-hockey stuff. And I feel like he'll be fine. Oh, yeah, no. He's going he's gonna to have... Well, I, I hope an NHL team does sign him just because I think like you don't have to pay him much. Uh, you know, He's a seventh guy. Or he can be a leader down on your AHL team. You can give him Keegan Low money. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Uh, I just think like he's... I think he's such a good guy that he can help these guys uh, be a pro. Just another weird move by the Oilers. That was just weird. All I could think of, the only thing that makes sense to me is that they were doing him a solid because he wants to try to get another NHL job. And if that's the case, and and if that's the case, then great. Then that's 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 the organization being professional, respecting his wishes because he wants to try and get on NHL squad. Then if that's the case, that's fantastic, and that'd be the only reason why I'd be supportive of this. Yeah, because at this point, the Oilers have one point six million dollars in dead space, Pouliot buyout as well as the Griba buyout. Yeah. So that's that's a that's a Drake Kajula right there. They could have added to the roster, but they can't. So I'd like to make my worst of the week. I want to announce a worst of the week because I love the guy, but I want to kind of spin it into a amazing opportunity. Hmm. So my worst of the week, and I love this guy, and I know Rick from the Pint loves this guy. Oh yeah, is Brendan Davidson not getting a qualifying offer by the New York Islanders? So if I'm an Islanders fan, I would be rattled. Traded to the third round pick to get him exactly. Um, I say, why not qualify him? Because he is a, you know, a legitimate NHL defenseman. Maybe you know a five, six, seven guy, but the guy can play, and he's a good dude. But, good with horses, um, I've heard. You know. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Um, so yeah, I think that's 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 a shitty thing for him as the guy, but I think it's a real opportunity for the Oilers. Come home, Davey. Come home. Third time. Third time's a charm, right? Third time's a charm. Just like I told the cop, things happen in threes. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.